0: Let's talk about holidays because the Chief Medical Officer, Dr Tony Holohan, has urged people to cancel holiday plans abroad after 24 new cases of COVID-19 in Ireland were confirmed yesterday. At a briefing at the Department of Health yesterday, uh, Dr Holohan advised against all non-essential travel over the coming weeks and months and asked if people should cancel any holiday plans uh, they have abroad. Dr Holohan said we would like people not to travel, yes. In other words, cancel your holidays. He went on to say it makes much more sense uh, to not go ahead with that booking and risk travelling abroad, picking up this infection risk for you, uh, for any family member you be travelling with, or indeed any close contacts you have. I think that will be not uh, that will be not just your individual interest or in your individual interest, but in our collective interest. And Dr. Holland has said he's genuinely very concerned about Irish people taking holidays abroad and re-importing infections back to this country. Um, uh, look, I don't know, I've spoken to a lot of people over the last week, and as you know, Leo, I suppose, when he exited his term of shock, I suppose, wanted to see, it. I suppose, reeling in the years, and the next 20 years will show Leo, you know, going into lockdown and then coming out of it again and giving us something back, and part of that was they were going to have air bridges, and they suggested France and Greece and uh, Germany and different, Portugal, different countries, uh, that would have the same levels, I suppose, of infections as us, that we could go there without quarantine. And now they seem to be rethinking that whole idea. Now, to talk to you a bit more about it, I want to speak to Professor Anthony Staines, the Professor of Health Systems, School of Nursing and Psychotherapy and Community Health at Dublin City University. But I want to get your opinions. Are you going away in holidays? And do you believe it's irresponsible of people to head away in holidays as we're exiting this lockdown and pandemic? Uh, but first, uh, Anthony, good afternoon to you. How are you doing? I'm gone now. Good afternoon to you. Anthony, I don't know what the right answer here is. I don't know whether to agree with Tony Holhan or disagree with him. I'm clearly not an expert or a chief medical officer and I'm not a scientist either. But surely to God we knew when we start meeting each other again and we start getting back out of the community, back to work, that the number of cases were going to go up anyway. That was inevitable. So why are we surprised and panicking all of a sudden? I think people are concerned because it's happened faster
2: than was expected. It was always thought that there were going to be more cases because we haven't managed to bring the cases down to zero, as say New Zealand has done. Uh, But no one quite expected the bump in cases we've seen over the last two days. Uh, That may be a flash in the pan. But it's not a
0: huge amount, Anthony, either, is it? I mean, if we look back at, say, two months ago when we were getting three and four hundred cases a day, I mean, and that was at a time when everybody was in their houses... When we considered that for five weeks, you know, even from the start of phase one or even before that, we had become a little bit complacent. We were meeting mates and friends and family. So now we're kind of somewhat back to normal, somewhat when it comes to community and meeting people. And yet we're not seeing a massive increase in cases.
2: We we are somewhat back to normal. But the, the nature of this disease is that you what you see in cases today is infections, which might be somewhere between three days ago and 10 days ago. Mm hmm. So the number of diseases, the number of cases popping up tells you about the past, not about right today. So that's why people are worried about it. You're right that we have to get back to something resembling normal life. But how we do that is really, really important. And it, it does mean sitting down very calculatedly and saying, well, where are the cases occurring? Where is spread happening? One thing that's happening is that cases are occurring in a younger and younger age group. And that's that's of some concern, because it probably reflects higher levels of transmission in yet younger age groups again. We know from studies in other countries that you can get very substantial outbreaks of things like house parties, trips to bars. I think everyone's heard about the Florida bar, where 19 people got sick from one person. Uh, coming out to the bar so we we really have to be very alert to what's going on and we have to
0: to try and find out how cases are being spread
2: and jump on them
0: but Angela, Our, can i can i ask you a question when you talk about that that case in florida and of course florida yeah. they actually banned the sale of alcohol um, to yeah. try because they've had an increase in the number of cases now and put to put things into perspective by the way florida have had three and a half thousand deaths but they have a population of 26 million people and much of that population would be quite elderly because, as we know, it's a retirement place for them. For Americans, they call them the snowbirds. Right. So in saying this, we're still performing worse than places like Florida, if you took Florida as a country rather than a state. Mm. So we have to put things into perspective. Now, when you say, you know, we have to do something, we have to be cautious how we do this, we are human beings. At some point, we have to get back to some level of normality. We have to be able to operate in business properly. We have to be able to go on holidays. We have to be able to meet friends and family and have parties and all those kind of things. So what's the difference in doing it now and in six months' time when many experts like yourself have said this could be with us for 30 years?
2: I don't think it'll be with us for 30 years. I think we will take steps to deal with it before then, but... The, the more cases we have, you, you've seen the level of disruption this has caused to all our societies. And the level of disruption comes from two things. One is from what people themselves do, which is probably the biggest driver. When, when there is a, an epidemic infection around the place, people are going to take precautions. They're not going to do all sorts of things they would otherwise normally do. And the second is obviously what governments have done. Now, what governments did was to stop, they took emergency actions to stop the whole health service collapsing. Because the consequences of the health service collapsing would just be, uh, not just for COVID, but for everything else.
0: But thankfully, we never got too to horrible that point. To but thankfully, no. we never got to that point, Anthony. I mean, the health service has never been at breaking point over the last three months.
2: It, it has never been at breaking point, but it's been closer to it than you might think. A lot of people in the health service have worked, flat out for the last few months without any breaks and they are they are seriously worn out we we have done amazing stuff I'm, been, I'm not taking I, to I, to, to I, Anthony with the, the
0: greatest great respect I'm not taking away from what the people in the health service the front line are doing every day putting their lives at risk and I think everybody appreciates the hard work they've yeah. done before COVID-19 and they will do after COVID-19 yeah. as well but you know I spoke to a nurse recently in a major Dublin hospital and she's more concerned about the fact that there were many empty beds which she never saw in her career as many empty beds and the amount of people who are not turning up for routine surgeries are not there for yep. routine surgeries and the secondary effect of this and she talked about COVID-19 and she talked about many people who had died say from uh, terminal cancer um, etc etc that were being uh, I suppose, given death certificates with COVID-19 related debt because they tested positive for COVID-19 in one or two cases after they had died, uh, the tests were done. And, you know, and I'm not, sug- I, I'm not some sort of conspiracy theorist and I'm not trying to make that out. But, you know, we did predict at the very start of this. And I, I remember even some of the predictions from uh, Sam Konki, and I don't know if you made some predictions yourself. Some of those predictions were off the chart. And thankfully, thankfully, I mean, of course, this was unprecedented, uncharted. You know, we were all, there was a bit of guesswork going on too. Thankfully, that didn't happen. And I'm, I'm really yeah. thankful that didn't happen. So at it's, this stage, should we not be looking at it and saying, well, we have the data now. We understand it a bit better now. Yes, it's dangerous. Yes, we need to keep an eye on it. But yes, we also need to keep an eye on the negative effect that continuing to lock people down, continuing to have serious restrictions is going to have on people's lives.
2: I don't think locking down is now the right strategy.
0: I think we've moved on from that. And you could you could
2: argue whether we've moved on fast enough or too fast. But what is important now is keeping check on this disease. And probably the most important things there are, I mean, very mundane stuff. Washing your hands, mm-hmm. wearing a mask, particularly in crowded spaces, in spaces where you can't say, a couple of feet away from other people. Very aggressive testing, very aggressive tracing of contacts and isolation
0: of contacts. Which we failed, by the way, on when it comes to testing. Our testing has been diabolical. I mean, at this stage, we're still at 24 to 48 hours, which...
2: It's, It's catching up, but it probably
0: needs to be... It needs to be 24 hours, seven days a week.
2: But but Anthony, you're in touch with other
0: experts around the world. There is other testing available now, which can do it a lot quicker. So why aren't we doing that? The testing mechanics, you'd have to ask a test expert, because I don't know.
2: I I don't know what the story is. I don't understand enough about testing to to answer your question. Mm -hmm. But the, the speed of testing has improved dramatically, but we're still very short on the tracing of people. We haven't got enough people doing it now, and we're not doing it fast enough. We're not doing it comprehensively enough. And we know roughly what the timescale we need is. We need, to be, we need to be finding people and their contacts within 48 hours of the request for a test.
0: And, and, you know, that would be great. No, if it, and it would also be great if every country in the world did the same thing, but, yeah. unfor- but unfortunately that's not the case. Now, Dr. Gable Scally today said in an interview that he doesn't believe self-isolation is working, and if people were coming back from travelling abroad, that there should be a designated place, probably City West he's referring to, mm-hmm. for people to go to isolate, in other words, forced isolation. In other words, similar to what we did, if you go back in time to when we had TB in Ireland, um, that, in other words, people would be taken off the streets and literally locked up for two weeks i mean do you agree with that do you think that's a good idea that somebody comes in from dublin airport say from america or any country which has an infection a high infection rate or reasonably high infection rate the same as errors by the way um that we should take them and whip them off to city west well to be honest i don't think anyone should be coming into this
2: country from the united states at the moment i think the united states is an incredibly high risk environment but yeah i do i mean it's 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 harsh but we can bring people off, we can test them. We don't work on testing and retesting. The, the, the tests we old none of the tests we have are perfect. Well, so if I, I do a test on okay. you and it's negative, that, that isn't definite proof that you're negative. But if I test you twice, that's much more convincing. And if I test you three times, that's, that's really, really solid. So if we can isolate people and do fast testing, so I, I test you, I isolate you for, you know, 24 hours. Again, this is a question for the testing specialist, not for me. But for a period of time, I test you again. And then maybe or maybe not, again, ask the specialist, I test you a third time. And that means instead of spending 14 days looking at the ceiling in City West, if you have the infection, we identify it, we look after you as is appropriate. And if you don't have the infection, we can let you on your way. But that, yeah, but, that, but that, that in itself
0: up. would discourage, and, and I don't know how long you would plan to do that for, because yeah. that would discourage tourism completely, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, it will. But so will infection running in the country. Tourists are so how long down. do you think
0: we should have to do, you know, but and I know you wrote the open letter or you were involved mm-hmm. in the, the open letter a while ago and you talked about this kind of, you talked yeah. about air bridges, by the way, as well. Um yeah. but oh, how, yeah, how long Yeah, but how long do you have to do this testing? So by the way, you mentioned the United States. Surely then we should say mainland UK as well, because they have a worse infection rate and a worse debt rate than the United yeah. States.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't I would not argue with that for a moment.
0: But so I but, think the could we go we, we could we go down a rabbit hole, if if you know what I mean, when you start overthinking things. And I'm not i I'm not saying that yeah, I understand people have died and I appreciate that. I'm not I'm not taking away the value of people's lives. But you know, we we have had for the last well, as long as I'm alive, we've had serious infections come from different countries and we have never gone into testing. There have been suggestions in the past about screening people in airports coming from certain countries that have diseases that we have eradicated years ago, uh, like smallpox and other types of uh, diseases that we have eradicated. But yes, we don't do that. We don't screen people. We never have. I mean, are we going down a risky road whereby we would never get back to a level of normality if we go down that route?
2: I I think this, pandemic is sending us a couple of different messages. The first is that although we got warning we weren't ready. And the warning was SARS in 2002. We we should have been readier than we were. The second is this is going to happen again.
0: Well, only this morning there's news, isn't there, about some new swine flu or some pigs? Yeah, there's
2: a, there's a new swine virus that's been found in China, which appears to infect humans quite well. Now, it doesn't appear to be transmissible between humans.
0: We said the same thing about COVID-19 in January. Yes. I know, I'm, I'm well aware. Well, the WHO were quite adamant, actually, that it didn't transmit between humans, yeah. and look where we are today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so, so, so we, Andy, we, is it the point is that, I mean, and by the way, there's, there's a common factor here. China hmm. is a very common factor in all these conversations. But anyway, that's a whole other argument. Um, the, the point is, we could be doing this forever. We could be changing the way the human race survives, lives. And I don't know if the human race and the people, their mental health can handle that.
2: I, I think we can, but we've just got to think carefully about how we do it. As I said before, the lockdown is really a crisis response. And in a crisis, you do what has to be done, you do it now. And you get on with it. But you don't stay in a crisis response forever. So well, you, moved well, you out can't of crisis economically.
0: Response. You can't because, you know.
2: No, you can't. You, 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 you can't economically. You can't psychologically. You can't for a, a million reasons. So we're now out of that, which is grand. But the question we've got to ask ourselves is what changes do we have to make? And I think about this as being a bit like AIDS. AIDS changed sexual behavior. Not everywhere, not for everyone, but for many people all across the world, sexual behavior changed permanently with the arrival of AIDS. The same thing is likely to happen with COVID-19, that this is going to lead to permanent changes. And I think where we're going is that we will figure out better, cheap testing methods. We may, we don't know about the vaccine. That's a big unknown. We could have a vaccine in a year's time, which would be fantastic. I'd be delighted.
0: By we the way, might... when, when the vaccine comes along, could I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the conspiracy yeah. theorists out there have theories in relation to the vaccines and government control and all that kind of yeah. tinfoil yeah. hat stuff, right? But, yeah. but do you believe that if a vaccine became available, it should be mandatory?
2: I am always reluctant to go down the mandatory route of requiring people to have a vaccine. But I
0: think if you want to
2: travel, you will have to have a vaccine. Just as for many, many years, you have to show you've been vaccinated against smallpox to travel. You have to show vaccinated against yellow fever to this day to travel to various countries. I I think in the future, you will probably have to show that you're vaccinated against COVID-19 if you want to leave the country. And it won't be necessarily... Well, then,
0: essentially, that that makes it mandatory if you want to leave the country.
2: Yeah, 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 it does. And what
0: what what about, say, going to schools, colleges, public places, as they did in Australia, say, with uh, childhood immunisation? They made it a a point that you had to have childhood immunisation, otherwise you lost your child benefit. Now, they, they found it difficult to bring in legislation to make it mandatory, but that was one way of making it mandatory, by financially punishing people who didn't get it.
2: Do you, yeah, you you can use carrots and sticks. I mean, the French transformed their antenatal care by paying mothers who turned up for antenatal care visits. It worked really well. So I think you can always use a mixture of carrots and sticks to get people to, do, to change how people behave. But part of it is about a good quality vaccine, well tested. I'm a great fan of vaccines, but I've been vaccinated against everything that moves my children were vaccinated. As I would, as I mood. would
0: too. But but I'm also, when I listen to some people, I am cautious about a rushed vaccine as well. Because yeah. we, we, we have seen mistakes being made in vaccines.
2: Yeah, no, in nobody wants... I mean, a vaccine... I mean, the swine
0: COVID. flu vaccine was a bit of a disaster, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, the swine flu vaccine, the, the pandemics was, was a, a serious issue. Well, I mean, nar- was,
0: narcolepsy, unfortunately, was yeah. a lot of people, uh, it resulted in narcolepsy. for Now, I'm not saying, uh, mind you, uh, overall, obviously, most people were, were actually protected by it. But some people did get a side effect of narcolepsy.
2: Yeah, no, not a lot of people, a small number of yeah. people, but it's a, it's a bad side effect.
0: Is, is that um, an, But is that an acceptable trade-off, do you think, sometimes?
2: If the swine flu had gone on to become a major pandemic yeah probably it was well, we
0: then if, well, then, if the, see, so this is my confusion, Antony. My concern: mm. if we're willing to trade off, and there's trade offs in society all the time. Yeah. By the way I mean, we trade off. For example, we don't ban cars from the road, even though thousands, or, you know, thousands of people are seriously injured, and 150 people or 70 people die every year. We don't ban cars. We don't slow them down yeah. to five kilometers yeah. an hour. And we could do that. Yeah. We, yeah, there we are there are all sorts of trade offs. Yeah. So, is there a trade? Can we not have a same trade off with COVID nineteen and and Except that, you know, like the 90 people that die in this country every day, uh, a third of those of cancer and many other diseases as well, Mm. that there's going to be a trade-off in the new world that, sadly, you know, six or seven people are going to die every day. Is that a trade-off? Is that a fair trade-off?
2: It's arguably not, because it's an awful lot of people. You're talking about, in a country the size of Britain, you're talking about the equivalent of a jumbo jet falling out of the sky every day in terms of dead people so i think there's where you draw the trade off is is a real question i my my take is still that we should tr- we can bring this virus under better control than we have and if we don't that's our fault
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that's our choice you know it's everybody's okay. choice not just mine and yours but we we can bring it under control and keep the economy
0: running Okay, but, but so it's going to get, to be different. getting back to the original question about what the chief medical officer mm. said yesterday, and I think from the general public's point of view, they're getting a bit tired of the mixed messages. So, you yes. know, so one minute Leo Radker's up on a podium telling them you can all go in your holly bags and we're going to have air bridges, and next minute Tony yes. Holdan is telling them, listen, actually cancel those holidays. You just because last week everyone ran out, got some deals. You might have heard you our ads there. We had an ad for Ryanair, okay? Uh, so, uh, so uh. people are getting deals. So, because they were told by the Taoiseach you know, we're going to have air bridges as and from the 9th of July and you can all go on holidays and now they're being told to cancel them again. So there's a lot of mixed messages going out which I think is really unfair to the general public. I mean, do you agree or do you disagree? Is the worst of this yet to come or do you think we have passed the worst point in other words?
2: I, I think we have probably passed the worst point. We were, we should have been prepared for this, we weren't. We've paid a very heavy price for that. We are now prepared but we will continue to, to pay a significant price for this virus. Each of us has to decide ourselves. You know, no, nobody has to do what Tony Holland says, or what Leo Varadkar says, or certainly not what I say. Each of us has to sit down and say, look, where are you going on holidays this year? Where am I'll I, tell you where I'm going. I'm going to Leitrim on holidays this year. And I, would hope I, you know got, I hope you got, in you in got a good
0: deal. I've been looking at some of the deals on Facebook over the weekend and some of them seem quite expensive so I hope you got oh, a good deal. This is good This is good value. This hmm. is good
2: value. But would I like to go to the, the north of Spain or the south of France? Yeah, I would. But am I going to? No, I'm not. This year. Next year, talk to me again. Next year. But this year, I'm going to Leitrim.
0: I mean, is that not... It's not because, obviously, because their infection rates are quite low at the moment. It's because other people from other countries are going there. Is that the point?
2: Yeah, yeah. It spreads. But 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 you you yourself
0: said air bridges would be a good idea in your open letter. You thought the air bridges were a great idea.
2: I think air bridges are a good idea, but that doesn't mean you should use them for everything. And allowing traffic, allowing a level of traffic in and out is a good thing. But each of us has to decide how, how much risk are we willing to take? And we've seen in Portugal, where this virus spiked in a place very popular with tourists. In Spain, there's no a spike in a place called Huesca, which is not very popular with tourists, but very pretty. Um, we don't know what's going to happen next. But it's, it's clear that our behaviour is still spreading this virus. And I think a big part of it is going to be masks. There's there's now three more studies come out in the last week, all of which say the same thing, that there are good scientific reasons to show that masks work to prevent the spread of infection and the countries that have had a high rate of mask wearing have have managed to reduce their infection much more the countries at a lower rates. Would you, like to, would you
0: like to see a cultural change whereby, you know, I know in Hong Kong they wear them for pollution more so than viruses, yes, but, yes. but would you like to see a cultural change whereby on public transport, even after we've suppressed this virus, that people wore masks all the time?
2: Certainly until we suppress it, yes, and possibly after because it, it, it's, it's going to take a while before you're sure this is gone. Assuming we, we get it to go, which is a to- totally different question. So yeah, I would. I would. La- I, I'm worried when I see photographs of the street, uh, streets of Dublin and Cork. I see photographs of trains and buses, and relatively few people wearing masks. That is something. It's dirt cheap. It's it's easy to do. How did There's you, no huge downside How did it.
0: people, well, not you in particular, but other scientists, I mean, Luke O'Neill at the very start of the pandemic was on with me here about two weeks into mm-hmm. it, when when everybody was in great fearful state, and Luke turned around to me and said that he wouldn't encourage people to wear masks at all. Now, obviously, he's changed his mind, yeah. as has Sam McConkey. So how people who are you know, qualified, I'm sure masks have been around for hundreds of years, but, you know, they've been using them in hospitals. I mean, and I oh, spoke yeah. to a doctor recently, he says, as far as he was concerned, they were designed to, to wear and be disposable after 20 minutes after dealing with a patient. So how suddenly are masks a great thing when, going back three, three months ago, they weren't a great thing? Are we saying oh, then that, that people who are experts got it wrong?
2: Oh, yeah. We, we, the evidence has changed. And when the evidence changes, we change our minds. So three months ago, what we knew was that masks, the, the kind of standard masks you can wear really don't stop you getting they don't stop you getting flu because flu is spread by very small droplets. by what they call an aerosol. This virus, little was known about it at the time. We thought it was more like flu than it actually is. But it seems this virus is spread by bigger droplets. And masks probably don't protect you hugely against the droplets. What masks do do is they stop you emitting droplets. There's a beautiful study from one of the American technological universities where they looked at the droplets people produce from different types of masks.
0: But that's it. Well, well, if, But is if, that not if only people... if the mask is fitted properly? I saw a girl that had no. a mask on and there was two big gaps at the side of it. And I was looking no, no. at a video on YouTube and they did this test actually done by the NHS. And they did this it's... test on the mask where they have a dummy blowing air out mm. and they put the mask on and they they showed you that with this kind of um, like an ultraviolet view of it through a camera mm. where the droplets were going. And basically they said with a badly fitted mask, the same amount of droplets come out, they just went in a different direction. A, when different, ju- when direction
2: can, a different direction can be good because you're not sneezing them straight at the person you're talking to. But what, what the figures from the, the US study showed was that even the worst type of mask, which is effectively a single sheet of very thin fabric, cuts down the droplets coming out forwards by about 30%. You're right, obviously, if a mask fits well, it's more effective. If it's badly, it's less effective. But any sort of a mask, as long as it's not in the back of your head, but any sort of mask roughly in the front of your face reduces the droplets you produce. And this is not about... If you want perfect safety, you go around with an N95 mask, PPE, you know, the sort of stuff... Screen over your face, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We could could go
0: over the top on this, couldn't we? You know what I mean?
2: So you just use an ordinary... A very ordinary cloth mask or a paper mask applied to your face without huge gaps at the side will stop something like 60% of the droplets. And that's enough to reduce the infection rate to a point at which this dies out. It doesn't give you 100% protection. If you have COVID and I stand up to you and you're wearing a cloth mask for an hour, there's a fair chance I'll be infected. But it's much higher if you're not wearing a mask.
0: Okay, and of course, the, when you're wearing these masks, the, the key is not to be pulling them out, touching them, and pulling them off your face. Because I did see a fellow the other day in a mask, on, and he looked like he was wearing it for days. I said there was yeah, more viruses yeah, in the yeah, mask yeah, than there was yeah, in the whole community. Oh well, listen, thank you very much indeed, as usual for coming on and speaking to us, uh, Professor pleasure. Anthony Staines, uh, and I'm sure we will talk to you again. All right, thanks so very much, got so that. The question we want to ask you before we went going into the break, by the way, is: um, Do you believe on the advice? Not so much of Anthony Staines, because obviously he's saying there are reasons where people have to go abroad, and he doesn't necessarily disagree with our bridges. but. Um, Uh, Tony Holohan has clearly urged people to cancel their holidays. Now, Tony, obviously, the chief medical officer for the country, and he gives advice to the Taoiseach. And only last week, the Taoiseach was talking about air bridges so we could all go on holidays again. And obviously, air bridges will be in place uh, within the coming days. Well, that was the plan, wasn't it? And now, all of a sudden, everybody's booked holidays. Well, everybody hasn't. Some people have booked holidays abroad. And now you're being told, cancel it. Now, you might not get a refund, by the way, because if you cancel your holidays and Ryanair or Lingus haven't canceled the flights, you're not getting a refund. That's your choice to cancel it. So, and somebody put it a text and said, it's all well and good for the chief medical officer who's probably on a good salary that he doesn't need a refund, but the rest of us might lose money. So, are you irresponsible if you go on holidays? That's the question I'm asking. Are people who are heading away this year, and I know people who have booked holidays uh, in, the, in the next, you know, two or three months, To go off to Spain and Greece and Portugal and places like this, where they're going to, they, they, uh, the government told them they were going to have air bridges. It's grand; you can go there. You don't have to quarantine. And this idea of maybe, you know, taking people, taking people, and basically sending them away for quarantine for two weeks. Let me know what you think. By the way, is it irresponsible? I do apologize. My phone is in my back pocket now. It is turned off. But that Egypt Siri obviously recognised something that I said there. Maybe she's concerned about masks and holidays, so I do apologise. So, do you believe it's irresponsible to go away on holidays? Let me know you think the number is 087-188-008. Uh, Seamus, you're on Classic Kits. How are you doing, Seamus? Holding out. My- Good. Seamus, OK, now, getting back to travelling, Tony Holohan has now urged people who booked the holidays after being told last week it was OK uh, and booked their holidays to cancel them again. I um, mean, I mean is he right? Is it irresponsible to be heading off on holidays?
1: Well, far so as I'm concerned, it's pure madness. I mean, we have a perfect country office. We could stay in Ireland, keep all the people who, from travelling, stay in Ireland, travel in Ireland. We'd be helping our own country for by boosting long. our own tourism. For how long? Well, like, I mean, we're only into this for a couple of months. I mean, we're only, like, the start of the whole thing. Like, this isn't... Over yet, like people think we're coming out of it. Like we're not. Well, according to
0: Anthony, he believes the worst of it's over. But anyway, how long do you think we could do that for Seamus?
1: Well, I think we should keep everyone in the country. Like they say, I get through the summer. No no, 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 i mean
0: being realistic with you, I'm not trying to be smart, but experts have said this virus, like the swine flu, uh, like HIV, like many other viruses that we have seen, like the, the common flu, that with the influenza, which has been around for 100 years, this virus could be with us for 30 or 40 years. So how long do you want to, to keep the airport closed for? Well, as far as
1: I'm concerned, I think we should
0: be closed till Christmas.
1: Till Christmas. The whole thing and the then, so, so
0: what difference would that make? So then at Christmas, we open the airport. Uh, and I'm running with your theory here, we open the airports and we say, off he's go, go in your holliers, so then we're back to square one again. So what difference does it make? What difference does it all make right. doing it now or Christmas? What difference does it make?
1: Well, give it another six months and we'll have a better view of what... But we, well, what we, we
0: don't... I mean, I'm not being... We don't need a better view, Seamus. We know exactly at this stage what this virus is doing. We're very clear about it. There's data from all over the world. We can see what's happening. So what, what do we learning. need to do?
1: Every day we're learning something new is changing every day like we we, like we you were saying about the face mask so the bad thing a couple of months going out is a good thing like what else are we doing wrong that's going to be changing it well, that's open time. that's
0: open to opinion Anthony Staines believes they're a good thing there are many other scientists I could bring onto the show and tell you the face masks don't work at all so I mean that's Anthony Staines' opinion and, and other uh, scientists but in, in saying that the point I'm trying to make is to you that of course when you start to release people and they start travelling abroad to other countries, other countries like, say, for example, mainland uh, Britain, or particularly England, not so much Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, but particularly England, who have very bad cases, um, we are going to increase the level of infection. That's That goes without saying. But, you, oh, but the only alternative to that would be to not allow tourism into Ireland and to not allow people to leave the country. But judging by what experts are saying about this virus, that could be indefinite. So, I mean... And-
1: it could be too, but sir, as I'm saying, we shouldn't be opening them now anyway, for deafness. Whatever about opening them in a few months' time, we should have them closed now, we should keep people in Ireland, let them tour in Ireland. We'd be helping our own economy because we'd be spending our own money in our own economy and we'd be in instead of going out to other countries, giving money to other people. And,
0: and have you seen the, Have you Ireland. seen the prices that Irish hotels are charging people at the, currently at the moment?
1: Oh, I know, Anish. So look, everyone's going to take advantage of
0: well, people when they're in... So well, then why, go, would you, right? why would you want a holiday in Ireland? When you can go to, to Greece broad? or Portugal because people might want to. You go to Greece or Portugal for a quarter of the price.
1: I know, and you're going abroad then you're, most to... you're going slightly to the Oh,
0: well, your phone is breaking up there, Seamus. Put your phone back up to your face. Sorry. All right, can you hear me again? Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. on.
1: But like, if you leave this country, like you can see out in other countries, it's a lot worse. Like, you're going mixing, when you start mixing people in other countries, like, it's just going to spike the whole thing again. I think people travelling through one airport, like you'll have thousands of people travelling through the one airport per day, and you know, it takes one person to touch something in the airport to spread it to hundreds of others in a matter of hours. Like,
0: And what should happen to people coming into Ireland in the airport? Um, currently, at the moment, there's a quarantine period for 14 days, but it's not really implemented because apparently no. they can't really follow people. So what should happen? Should people be taken from the airport and brought to a quarantine place?
1: Well, we were supposed to go last October. We booked a trip to Australia for the coming October. Um, and if we want to go now, we have to pay 2800 when we arrive in Australia. For testing. Take us from the airport, they'll take us to a hotel, they'll monitor us for two weeks, and they'll bring us our food or whatever, and we're not allowed to leave the hotel room.
0: That seems kind of pointless, doesn't it?
1: Well, like, that's my trip it was cancelled now. Luckily, we didn't have the hotel. Well, I, well I'm money.
0: glad you're not going to spend two weeks in a hotel being tested.
1: But well, we weren't going to go anywhere because, like, it be just madness Okay, but, to,
0: but then the point is that, would you like Ireland, like, everybody's saying, isn't it great, Australia have suppressed the virus, well, they haven't really because there's more cases now today, but, and New Zealand, but now they become outliers of some, in some way. In other words, they can never allow tourism back into the country. We survive on tourism. We live off tourism.
1: But if we keep our own people in our own country tour, as tourists instead of letting people in and letting our people out, is it not going to be the same thing? I mean, okay, okay, more okay. Well,
0: well okay. In, Maybe you think that'll work. Well, stay there for a second. Actually, I have to go to the break because I'm going a little bit behind. But Paul, I'm going to come to you straight after the break. I promise you. All right. Uh, keep texting. Keep WhatsApping the numbers: zero eight seven one double eight trebles zero. Is it irresponsible to go away in holidays? Seamus clearly believes it is because you're going to spread the infection, and he believes that Ireland should basically close down for foreign tourism and not allow people to go on foreign holidays, and we should holiday here in Ireland instead. Niall, how are you doing? Good. You couldn't afford a holiday in Ireland, I'm not surprised looking at some of the prices that I've seen I, I, online. I,
3: I, was, I was looking there during the week and um, looking at a hotel zone and I seen one particular hotel that we are looking for. Don't mention the name of the oh, hotel. I've I seen was, the ad. So I've seen watched. the ad, I, yeah. yeah You've seen it, 4,000 or something for yeah. a week for two adults and two kids.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know how true that is because somebody else did post that they looked at the same dates uh, with the same circumstances and they got, they were quoted two and a half thousand. Yeah. Now, I not yeah, that's it. Thousand that, thousand even two and a half, half, it seems like a lot of money for a week for two adults and two children. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I, anyway, in relation to you know going away on holidays, have you already booked your holidays abroad? I
3: haven't. I, I never. My wife and I, we never go on holidays in the summertime. We try and get whatever good weather is here. And we go on in the off-season, like, in October, November. That, that Okay, so you, do maybe, you have kids? Out. No, they're going up No. All oh, right, okay, so it's just the two of us. Yeah, just the
0: two of us. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two
3: of us. Now, yeah. well, we have to be particular careful, anyway now, at the moment, because my wife's uh, getting a kidney-dialysis patient. So we have to take that into consideration, you know. Right. okay, okay. we're going anywhere, you know.
0: So what do you think but, of what Tony Holahan has said? A week after the government is kind of telling people you can go on holidays um and they're going to be air bridges tony Holland now comes out and tells us all to cancel them again so what do you think of these messages
3: well you know the, as regards the air bridges i think what the government are trying to do is they're trying to trying to let people go on holidays and let tourists into this country to try and boost the economy you know because tourism is a big uh, a big money spender in this country you know so but, but, to yeah, but tony Holan
0: is now saying that's this kind of notion he's more or less saying is irresponsible in some sense well, that we're as going you, to increase as you,
3: as you said yourself uh, Niall we can't shut down the country completely you know we have Seamus to thinks done. we can well, right. well Seamus uh, <laughs> I wouldn't agree with him especially with, especially holiday in Ireland the, the, the rip off Ireland is alive and well I mean you can see it with the hairdressers There's someone charging charge of 60 euro extra to get your hair done now
0: you had to fix the mess you made of it yourself during the first Well, not, not, not
3: alone that, for CPEs as well, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, another thing, Nile, uh, I think it's, uh, we should be... Everybody's talking about the, bringing the virus back to this country. But I think it's time for so a lot of our own people try to get their act together. Because I, as you know, yesterday was supposed to be mandatory for face masks on buses. I travelled into... God, I decided to travel into the bus yesterday. I thought it would be safe, but uh, I was practically the only one wearing a mask.
0: Yeah, I, I've I've heard that actually. That's you know, that, that, and I know they know they spoke about it, Jesse, in Six One News, and they said there's only been a ten percent compliance rate. Yeah,
3: so it's supposed mandatory. So you know, I, but I, you I what did. can they do?
0: What can the bus driver do? You know what I mean? I well, mean, the he, bus driver
3: can do nothing. No, I, it's I, not his I, job. I went, I went down to the bus in my local bus station to, and I and I demanded to see the inspector, and I did see him, and he told me it's mandatory, all right, but it's legislated for there's nothing they can do. Yeah. So here we have a mandatory. And um, I know they're
0: finding it difficult to bring in legislation to enforce it because, yeah. you know, it does go against your rights. But in
3: all honesty, does everything have to be spelled out for us? You know, do we, do we not take responsibility ourselves? And if anybody was looking at that RT investigation last night, that doesn't
0: hammer it home for us, but yeah, a lot, but we? a lot of people are saying okay a lot of people obviously were very affected by that rt documentary last night no, but, but we, yeah but other people are saying you know the timing of that was quite good wasn't it you know I that think, you ju- yeah. well just when they believe people are becoming complacent that all of a sudden yeah. we have a documentary and by the way I mean, I'm not suggesting for a minute that people didn't die of COVID-19. Of course they did. And that people didn't work hard in the front line. Of course they did and put their lives in danger and all that kind of stuff, right? They still are. But yeah, but in saying that we could make a documentary and put a documentary out tonight about other viruses and other diseases that we have in this country and other ways that people die, and it would be equally shocking and harrowing to watch. But we don't watch, we don't generally do that. Do you understand what I'm saying?
3: There's, something, there's something, something different about this virus, you know, I, I, I don't
0: know. You're, are you more worried about this than you are anything else?
3: I am, yeah, I am, yeah, especially with my Well, wife. I, I think with your wife,
0: and I can understand yeah, that completely. She's a very vulnerable situation. And
3: it's not just, uh, but even if you went to the supermarket, there's actually people wearing masks. Mm. And if you, and, and you go but to I mean, a, I mean
0: well, then I'm guilty, Paul. I, I go to supermarkets and I don't wear a mask.
3: Well, I think everybody should go them at this Should The staff to... don't
0: wear a mask either in the supermarket. No, they don't. You they don't know I, I, mean? so, I've noticed that
3: as well. I've noticed that as well. You know. They definitely don't, so I, I don't know. But I think we're... But, I mean, and I, and I, I, I
0: spoke to a guy here from Oxford University about two weeks ago, and I, and I, I don't like quoting him all the time, but and he was a professor, and oh, obviously he's learned it in some way or intelligent. And what he said to me was that he watched a woman in her mid forties, and he said, assuming she was in good health, he said she was in Tesco's, and um, she was wearing a mask and she was dodging people and hiding and you know making sure she was two well, meters that, away. Yeah, uh, I, I went on with the usual stuff, and he said, you know, statistically, he said she has more chance of being killed in a car crash on the way yeah, to Tesco's. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I often meet people on the street and they, they, they nearly they run across the other side of the street. That's you know, like, like, <laughs> one overboard, you know. I know. Some people are like good ninjas. Looking, I'm good looking. You know, yeah. They do that.
0: The you're good looking, but, are
3: you? Apart from the supermarkets as well. And then we have these house parties and we have the barbecues and all this kind of stuff large gatherings, you know. So I think if we get our own act together here in this country, we'll go a long way towards, you
0: know. Helping to get away. Well, okay, we'll stay there for a second. But can we go to Kieran? Kieran, you're on classic, kids. How are you doing, Kieran? Well, okay, thanks, Paul. Uh, well, then, here on Seamus was on a little bit earlier on there. He said we should be holidaying in Ireland and, and not going abroad. He's kind of agreeing with Tony Holan.
4: Um I just can't, I just see I can't understand why there's a conflict of interest between Baleo and and uh, Tony Holohan all of a sudden where. He seemed to kind of bow down to everything Tony was saying all all up until but now. But
0: you know what Leo was up to, don't you? Leo like wanted to be... You know. He's the man who wanted to be unreeling in the years in 20 years' time when they're talking about the they lockdown of, the of 2020. Yeah, and I'm the man who saved the country, and I'm the man who who released the lockdown and got them all back out on holidays again. Yeah,
4: he wants to do it before uh, me holding it, obviously. We all know that. But yeah. um, I, just, I just can't... like. Even if you look at it, if you listen back on his speech, what he said was there definitely will be a second wave. They're almost certain there will be a second wave. So, say, for instance, we, like they did lock down the airport for the remainder of the year. How would we have this second wave? Like, if it did all of a sudden come out of nowhere, where would it have come from? But like, there would
0: be, I after? mean, this the, the, the term second wave, you know, you have to define that. Okay, there is no doubt in this wild world, and, and even a tick would have known, that as soon as you, you know, you start to reopen a country again, you know, when you've had a pandemic, yeah there is going to be an increase in cases. So if you want to call yeah. that a second wave, I would agree with you. But that's yeah. logical. So, but I mean, you can't avoid that apart from, unless you want to stay in lockdown forever.
4: I, don't, I, I personally think the whole thing is being blown out of proportion. I'm, not, I'm, down, I'm totally against... Like, I think the airport should be open and we should be allowed to get back to our lives and, and live the way we had been always living. I'm totally against this new normal or new world
0: order. Well, well last, last night, Tony Holland announced that we had 24 new cases. Now, remembering, of course, these are cases. It doesn't say whether they've gone to hospital. It doesn't say whether they even some of them may have now even had symptoms. And 24 cases, and all of a sudden, we're all in a panic today.
4: Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't, I don't the get the panicking. Now, yeah, he's trying to say now it's younger people as well like you know he's trying to put the fear back, in, back into society again
0: and they're not by the way those younger people are not going to die
4: no absolutely not no, no they no, don't man. because
0: there's, there's no evidence to suggest that younger people are dying from coronavirus yeah, no, or COVID-19 but I
4: just like with the vaccination program that they're funding and with him saying second wave there's going to be a second wave he needs to have an excuse for this second wave to come in and he's going to put it down as being the airport 100%. I mean, we live on an island, there's no other way this flu or this uh, virus can get back into this country. It doesn't just lay, lay I, I can't imagine. Oh, it doesn't fall out of the sky, it.
0: yeah, of course. It's,
4: so. in, it's not sitting idle somewhere waiting to kind of pounce on us now when the winter comes back <laughs> in again. No, They're going to use that as an excuse, so they're going to say oh, it was because people flew to England or Spain, they brought the virus back. We'll have to look at different measures next time and lock down better next time.
0: Okay, um, so do you do you think people should be allowed to go to Portugal or Greece or to Spain? to
4: living their lives and stop with the face mask wearing i mean you're not going to you're not going to save anybody well you're well, well if
0: people it. who are vulnerable want to wear face masks well, or yeah. or you know are those who who believe they may have symptoms of anything you, yeah, you probably should on public, public transport anyway nothing
4: should be made mandatory the face masks the vaccinations nothing should ever be made mandatory now i know the vaccinations what we obviously they can't really make it mandatory they'll they'll do it the same way they're doing it with the the face masks on the buses and in certain kind of uh, hairdressers now you have to wear them or whatever they'll make businesses kind of enforce it that way so like with say for instance with schools they might say well you can't send your kid to school unless she has this yeah. Uh, yeah. vaccine and Blah, blah, blah. Well, look, I, I, I,
0: I, I, I will do a topic separately on that. I am very pro-vaccination, but I am also completely against the idea of mandatory vaccination, I as well.
4: 100% safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: We should all have a choice in this matter. It shouldn't okay. be forced upon us. All right, okay. Uh, uh, keep texting, keep Number is 087-188-0008. zero. Kieran is kind of pissed off with the mixed messages that we're getting from the government. One minute, we're saying, oh, yeah, we'll do air bridges and sure, off he's going, book a few holidays there or whatever you want to do. Go to Greece and France. And they're sending out these press releases. And then the next minute you have the chief medical officer saying actually no those holidays your books cancel them again Real People Real Opinions Real Talk Radio The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show
1: Classic Hits